3: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company & Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. While Buffalo isn't one of the larger NFL markets, the days of us operating as a small market team are in the past. On the field, we have become a national brand, gaining national attention and attracting national opportunities. Our fans stretch across the country and the world, and as an organization, we carry this banner with commitment and pride. We are so excited to see the atmosphere that's going to be created for our fans when Josh Allen and our team leads us into this new stadium. Today is a great day, and it's a great day that's going to be filled with future great days. Congratulations to everyone that's here today. Thank you for being with us, and go Bills.
2: There he is, Kouya, the groundbreaking of new Highmark Stadium. We welcome in Dan Fates, 13 Wham Sports. Before we talk about the groundbreaking, before we talk about the busy weekend that Brandon beat, when did he have time to make all these deals, Dan, when he's out there on the golf course? With you and Perino winning the media tournament that happened this weekend, how are you, buddy?
1: I'm great, guys, and I think you know Brandon Bean deserves all the credit in the world because I know he golfed with me and Perino on Friday. I know he was playing Oak Hill on Saturday, so this dude either gets deals done on the golf course or is just a superhuman person that is doesn't sleep because it was it was funny. A couple times he stayed in the cart, you know, was we didn't want to interrupt him or anything like that, you know, the Ed Oliver deal, then he signs Leonard Floyd, all this stuff. Bean is, uh, gets deals done, man.
0: All right, so be honest. Who's the best of you? Fates? Is it Perino? Is it Brandon Bean? Who Who is the best?
1: Oh, Bean's, Bean's incredible. Bean was the coach of the team, the captain of the team. Cutthroat mentality for a guy that is playing in a fun uh, media golf event. Uh, my favorite thing was that every time I, I felt like, I was walking and playing with, like, a PGA caddy. Like, every single shot was like, all right, Dan, all right, this is playing 178 to the pin, but I want you to play like it's 173 because you're going to get it out of the rough. It's going to come out a little hot. So I'd play your 170 club and let it roll up there. And you're like, I'm just, like, just going to try and hit the ball solid. And like, <laughs> yeah. hopefully it goes somewhere near it. Uh, Perino comes up to me and goes, I don't golf. And yeah. I was like, okay. And he goes, but I am good for a couple putts and a couple drives. He had the day of his life uh, had, like, several drives close to 300 yards right down the middle. Um, and I, Bean was a stud, and I was consistently, I had the second best shot of, like, every single time. So kind of frustrating being like, oh, that was a great drive. All right, doing good for my team. And then Bean would pummel one about thirty yards past me. It's like oh, I guess we're taking uh, Brandon's ball. Yeah, we're gonna take his. I'll just pick.
2: I got to imagine the biggest surprise is Perino's performance. Perino came Absolutely. on with us the week that uh, the PGA Championship was at Oak Hill, and I think he famously said, "Yeah, I don't know anything about golf." Oh, uh, who's yeah. that, Rory McDonald? That's Rory uh, uh, everybody's gonna be rooting oh, it's for. It.
0: good. You're done talking about this
2: golf bleep. Yeah, yeah. You didn't yeah. want to. You yeah. didn't want to talk about the PGA Championship. We're talking to Dan Faye. So, so Bean's getting all these deals done while he's on the golf course with you either on yeah. Friday or on Saturday and one of those deals is what I think is going to be a, a deal that puts a lot of pressure on the player. It's certainly a polarizing player. Ed Oliver gets his extension, yeah. and you do that so that you can free up some cap space and make the following move to bring Leonard Floyd in uh, you know, today. So let's talk about the Oliver deal first, what this means for yeah. the Bills, what it did for the Buffalo Bills, and, and specifically with Ed Oliver, a guy who I think a lot of Bills fans look at as somebody who they haven't really seen play at his full potential. Your thoughts?
1: Yeah, it, it's tricky. I think on social media especially, it seems kind of split um, whether people were happy or, or upset about this extension. And, and I'll say one thing. Obviously, I don't think he's lived up to a top-ten pick you know, status and expectations, and that's fair. But you also have to understand, the Bills don't currently have a, a defensive tackle under their contract for next season. Or, or at least after the draft, they didn't. I'm not sure what the Puna Ford deal is. But like that was how desperate they were. So Mike and I were kind of talking about it that Ed kind of had the bills over a barrel in some respects of like, Hey, what are you guys going to do next year they they haven't they didn't plan for a replacement they didn't draft any young player to come in, so they kind of had to do this in a weird way, and I also think sometimes the devil you know may be a little bit better than the devil you don't in the sense of look, we know that Ed can play at a high level, we know he has disappeared at times he's battled a couple of injuries, but you kind of know what his ceiling is and what his floor is and Again, I think they, we, we haven't seen all of the numbers, but it's not going to end up being a four-year deal. I think this is it's a crude way of putting it, but like it, to some respects it is a little bit of kicking the can down the road that we may be talking in a year or two about, well, the Bills can move on from Ed for this amount of money or if, if he doesn't play well. Now, if he does play well, then you're like, deal makes sense. You, you know draft, develop, resign, that is what he does, and, and you move on. But I think this was a move, like you said, this move directly correlated with signing Leonard Floyd. Like so if you don't like the Ed Oliver signing, then you can't like the the Floyd signing. Like like these two literally go hand in hand. Yeah. Because without one, you're not getting the other. So either you like both deals or you don't like both deals because this is how the salary cap has worked. It's not real and <laughs> this is a perfect example of it.
0: Yeah, you know, it's funny, Leonard Floyd, when the Rams win the Super Bowl, okay, he's part of a line and he didn't get much yeah. credit, right? Because, well, you had yeah. Von Miller and you had the best defensive tackle, perhaps, of all time. But last year, when we're not paying attention to the Rams, uh, coming up with nine sacks, which, all right, yeah. if you're going to get a sack a game. Here's my question, though. Um, <laughs> what does it mean for guys that might be looking for contracts? Is this kind of an indictment here on uh, Boogie Basham and, and A.J. Up okay, you agree with that.
1: What, 100%, Gene? I think this is a... And this also is Bean swallowing a little bit of his pride and being like, yeah, these guys just didn't really pan out. And again, guys, we are approaching. We're not there yet. We're about a month away from best shape of their life season. Ah, yes. Um, you know, but, but before we get there, it's... um. Maybe they're going to have a breakout year. Like, we did something on Buffalo Plus, and a bunch of people are commenting. You know, like, I think this is the year that A.J. Epinesa and Boogie Basham step up with Von Miller, you know, not being uh, ready possibly for the start of the season. It's like, well, why this year? Like, I, 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 that was my, my, my comment. Like, we, haven't we been doing this for quite some time? Oh, this guy's going to step up this year, and this guy's going to step up this next next year, and all of these things. And well, I haven't seen it. Like, these guys are who they are, and... They're kind of running it back in the, in theory with some of the main guys they brought back, Jordan Phillips, Shaq Lawson, some of these guys. Um, so, yeah, I think this move speaks volumes. And while they may say all the nice things about Epinesa and Basham, and, and Rousseau's probably been the best out of the bunch and, and closest to being that first-round pick um, expectations, money talks, guys. And what they just said is we don't think you guys are good enough to maybe win us a Super Bowl as a starter and we need to bring in more guys and more veterans. And again, Gene, you're, you're 100% right. I went, oh, he had nine sacks last year. That's pretty good. And the year before that, he had nine and a half. And the year before that, he had ten and a half. Could you imagine having a quiet year for somebody on the Bills defensive line and being like, oh, yeah, that guy quietly had nine sacks. Right. That was kind of cool. Like that's un- Again, just crazy to think of like, what that is, again, for a team that wasn't really great. played really well and a really high high caliber. I love the Floyd signing.
2: Yeah, I think it it puts uh, an emphasis on what we already knew that Sean McDermott wanted to do with his defense, which put more more pressure on the quarterback, and and we'll see how he calls that defense uh, through the course of the season. We're talking with Dan Fates of 13 Web Sports here in the Sports Bar with Danger and Bataglia. So you clean up the Oliver situation as he's going into the final year, the fifth-year option of his rookie deal. Mm -hmm. What do you do with Gabe Davis now heading uh, into (laughs) training camp, Dan?
1: Uh, Great that's a great question. Um money will money will talk there, right guys? We've we've also kind of been in the same situation before. I thought the Ed Oliver situation would play out more like the Tremaine Edmonds situation of let it play out and then we'll see. And they obviously didn't maybe they wanted that, but because of the salary cap and where they were um, needing to make some moves, it was better to make that Ed Oliver deal. I don't know what that will do with Gabe Davis because the cap is is, is different. He's not making what Ed was making coming into his final year. So is this a prove-it year? I, you have to say so. But you also – when you, we've talked to Brandon Bean at times at the, at the NFL Combine, I remember Mike and I saying, like, you have to look at the the entire sample of a player, his his good years, his bad years. Like, you can't just look at, like – Say Gabe has a great year. Does that mean all of a sudden Gabe is worth fifteen million dollars a year all of a sudden, or is that what not what the Bills value him at? Now it seems like they're going to give him every chance they can to again prove that he's a number two wide receiver. But Gabe has proven to be more inconsistent than consistent we have seen through his years. So, and while I don't know if you know this, he had an ankle injury and that he was um, he was he was kind of hindered last season because the Bills talk about it quite a bit but the money will actually speak louder than the ankle injury that we hear every single time we talk about Gabe and what we need to see, what they need to see from him this upcoming season. Because Hopkins or not, guys, right now the Bills probably have, what, the 20th best wide receiving room? And that's scary to me. And, and that, that's what really worries me. I love a lot of the moves the Bills did on defense this offseason. I think they have addressed a lot of holes. I think they've added depth at places. Um, I think they're just going to change the way they view the middle linebacker position, but they didn't really address the wide receiving room. And what you think of you know, Trent Shurfield and, and some of these other guys, that, that's great, but they still have a bottom third wide receiving unit. And in a, in a passing league with a quarter of a billion dollar quarterback, that still concerns me. Now, Gabe Davis can change that. Um, but we all thought that was going to happen last year, and that really wasn't the case.
0: Well, I, Dan I, Dan Fates, 13, our, our guest here, certainly, like, I, I'm not going to dispute, like, where the Bills receiving core ranks, but there is kind of sort of wild card here, and you know where I'm going with this. Like, if we had to list things that people would be most interested in seeing at Fisher or maybe even minicamp here, all right, it would be the, certainly the middle linebackers up there. For yep. me, far and away, if I had to pick one player, though, it's Dalton Kincaid. And how are the Buffalo yep. Bills going to use Dalton Kincaid, Dan? That's the question here because I don't know what the floor and what the ceiling is with Kincaid this year.
1: No idea. And I was a lot like you guys. I, I, I don't. Know, my my first reaction was, huh, like that, like the tight end. And again, the real smart guys that get paid a lot more money know a lot more about football and to break it all down. Love Kincaid. Had him as a top ten. Talent wise in this draft class, um, and I'll admit it, I didn't do a ton of research on the Utah tight end. Okay, like I just didn't. But when Bean talked about that U- that USC game, I went back and watched that USC game and thought, holy cow! Like this is this is difference maker. Like this is this is impressive what he was doing: catch radius, size, speed, all of those things. Um, and the other you know, they want to use him like a, a bigger Cole Beasley and things like that. That that's great. You're also are putting more faith in into uh, Ken Dorsey, and I, I know it seems like it's a flow chart with me that always comes back to that of, of where do I think you're giving him a lot of pieces now that he needs to figure out. And maybe me more than other people because Jen and Mike disagreed, I was still a little concerned that when Dorsey spoke last week that they're still trying to figure out the identity of this offense. Like, that concerns me, that we had nine games last season that were pretty eh, okay? And, like, I know people will sit there and say, and we'll point there in stats and say, look, they scored as many points as they did with Brian Dable. And, like, just use your eyes. Like, like watch football games. You, you Don't be a box score scout or somebody that's just looking at numbers and saying, well, they're, they're the same. It wasn't the same. So, Ken Dorsky needs to make some adjustments. And hopefully, Dalton Kincaid will be a part of those adjustments. Um, but if they're going to – I'd like them to have an identity. And I'd like it to not just be Josh B. Superman. Um, So whether that's one thing or another, whether Kincaid's a part of that piece and how much he's going to be used, they don't really just throw rookies usually in the deep end of the pool and and give them 10 targets. I I think that's a little bit of a stretch for what to expect from Kincaid, especially when you already have Dawson Knox. Um, So I guess I have a, while I'm excited at, at the possibility, I am trying to temper my expectations based on what this offense lacked last year and Ken Dorsey's lack of adjustments. So I guess that, that that is one of my big question marks, along with what you're saying, middle linebacker.
2: Hey, uh, Dan, t- uh, today was a big day with the uh, groundbreaking there at uh, New Highmark Stadium, and we know that mm-hmm. uh, that they'll try and have everything up and ready to go by 2026. Uh, Gene and I have um, we, haven't, we haven't made a friendly wager on this yet, but I think we have differing opinions on when the big ask is going to come ah. from the Buffalo Bills because, they, you know, capitalizing on the excitement today, if you're not a Bills season ticket holder, holder you're getting an yep. alert that says hey if you want to be a part of the action at the new stadium and you want to be first in line to get your season tickets here's a 150 dollars deposit that you need to put down which might turn off some some people but not as much as they'll be turned off by the big ask which is the PSL so Dan do you think that the Buffalo Bills throw that out there at peak optimism season right around the start of training camp or do you think the pressure is on for this team to advance beyond the divisional round so that you can ask for the big thing the big ticket item when they're in the AFC championship game
1: that's a really good ass danger and uh, why don't why don't they hit them twice why don't you do it the optimism before and then try and capitalize on it again at the end of the season And, and because I don't know I guess I try to hit people over the head as much as they can and all of these things that it was very interesting to me listening to Roger Goodell and Ron Rakuya and, and Terry Pagula and, and these people talk about it, like it, it did strike me when Terry was talking about how the fact that he goes, there's only 30 of these in the country, meaning like stadiums for NFL teams. And then, and then you, you think about where some of these last few stadiums have opened up. And I even think about baseball stadiums and, and where they are in and, and the major cities that they're a part of. And then I think about Buffalo. You know, getting a a, a multi-billion dollar stadium is really cool. So I think there is excitement now. And and again, also, with a stadium like this, guys, the fans also need to understand that they're they're transitioning and their expectation. When I was in college, guys, a lot of my roommates had season tickets for like $300. Like their parents could get them season tickets in the 300 section for cheap. And that's what it was the Bills aren't going to be that team anymore. Right. They're not this lovable loser. And guess what? That's expensive. And to go to these games is going to now be a different vibe, a different atmosphere um, in, in, in a good way, and in some ways people probably say in a negative way. But, like, this is where you talk about the, the seat deals and all of these things, the licensing, that like you're talking about danger. This is now the way of the, the NFL and how it works. So I know people will, will be – disappointed or or turned off by it a little bit and to that i'd say welcome to being relevant in the nfl because this is what it takes and it's expensive and that's why the nfl doesn't fail and that's why they are the can't miss never lose league
0: dan fates 13 wham our guest uh dan you were on the americ beat here as well um ultimately what did this come down to is number one the reason uh, hershey was just the better team
1: Yeah, and a little bit of puck luck. I know that nobody wants to hear about that, but I thought they were the better team in game three, which they lost at home. I thought they played really well for 44 minutes in game four, which they collapsed. um, Big to go on the road and pick yourselves up off the mat and get a win in game five, and I thought they were the better team in game six, and the Hershey goalie just kind of stood on his head. I thought the Amherst got a little bit, you know, grabbing their sticks too hard. They tried to be too cute. They didn't shoot the pucks on that. They were looking for highlight reel goals instead of how Hershey scored their one goal, which was just a dirty, ugly playoff hockey goal. And I know I've talked to a couple of people that started to follow the Amarks and things like that when maybe they went to a, a game or two in the regular season and then they went to a game in the playoffs and they go, there aren't as many pretty goals. Like, tic tac toe pat it's like, yeah, this is playoff hockey. Like, you're just going to have to bury a couple of garbage goals in front of the net, as Gordon Bombay would say, like, mm. clean up the garbage. And guess what? Who did that better? Hershey did. They scored a lot of ugly goals. So another big step in the in the progress and the process that is the Sabres organization, um, there's a buzz. I, I mean, you guys were there. Was it the game three against the Marlies? Yep. Like, just a really cool vibe. The city's kind of gotten brought back into it, and I thought Seth Appert said it best after the game where they lost, that there's still going to be a banner hanging in, this, in, in the Blue Cross arena for the first time in 20-something years, and guess what? It's not the banner they want, but it's still, still a banner, guys. Like they, That was still a year where, again, they had a couple of 18- and 19-year-olds playing major minutes, and I thought Seth Appert, we talk a lot about the young guys, guys, the fact of that Seth Appert doesn't get enough credit for being the perfect blend of developing young players. So they're getting ready to play for Buffalo and also putting out a product on the ice that can also win in the American Hockey League is is a really delicate balance. I have the utmost respect and admiration for what Seth Appert is doing here. And again, if he's not on NHL teams radars, I, I get it. But he should be starting to be a possibility of being on a bench of an NHL team because he is he's a really, really good coach. Guy.
2: Yeah, let's yeah. keep that, let's no, keep that no, a know, secret. Yeah. Let's keep them here as long as we I can, Dan. Because you're right. I mean, I remember when they made the move away from Chris Taylor and Jason Bottrell and everything changed. Yeah, and I did know, like that. We, we, we all, no, nobody liked it because we, we knew that the direction they were going was more in a development direction. We heard the D word often with Kevin yeah. Adams when they first made that move, and we thought, well, that means they're not going to be able to win, and they've been able yeah. to win while developing. So it's it's the best of both worlds, and hopefully it doesn't, uh, the, the both doesn't get rocked too much here in the offseason and continue to go on this path. I agree with everything you're saying there, man. It feels like they've really done things the right way the community yeah. has embraced them they've embraced the community the players are in the community that it's in the coaches are in the community um it's it was uh it was a fun ride again this year with the rochester americans all bit i be a little bittersweet there at the end uh, with yeah. them falling short of their ultimate goal so listen uh l- let's get back to uh what you and jenna and mike are working on here at buffalo plus.com I'm, I'm sure you got plenty of coverage here given that it's been a busy 72 yeah. hours with the bills
1: yeah, uh, Mike had a video up about the Ed Oliver contract on the Buffalo Plus YouTube channel. Like, comment, subscribe. We really appreciate it. We're trying to get to twenty five thousand subscribers. Um, we also did. Uh, we just recorded a podcast before I came into work here today about the Floyd signing, the Oliver extension, and why the salary cap is one hundred percent not real. real. Yeah. It's it's my favorite thing um, to talk about. I'm really passionate about it. It's something <laughs> I believe um, that it's just. And Braden Bean is really good at it. He's really he's really good at, at moving things around. So, please like, comment, subscribe. We appreciate it always. And, again, thanks for having me on, guys.
0: Yeah, Dan, appreciate it. And uh, look out this week. LGM, good talking to you, Dan. Bye. Yeah, yeah.
2: Oh, jeez. Oh, yes. No,
0: yes. no, you social misfit. Yes.
2: Beat the oh. We want to have Dan back on with us. Now, you just hung up on him. I didn't hang up on him. I, I... Now you see. Now, now, anybody that wonders, why do I call Gene a social misfit Mets fan? Now you see
0: the disrespect. He was going to get his Braves propaganda out over the air. He probably being bonded at the tournament. Oh I will text him. We'll apologize.
2: We've got some news and notes to get to from around the NFL. We've got happy hour coming up next in the sports bar for your ride home. We've got a round of shots, and we always have time for your calls. If you want to join us. Pull up a stool, 866-4FAN is our phone number, 585-866-4326. We'll get to all of the Buffalo Bills news of the day. We'll talk about that Amherst game six loss from Friday night as well. That's all coming up next here in the Sports Bar. Danger and Bataglia on the Fan Rochester. Odyssey has sports for every fan. Keep up with your favorite teams from across the country and get the inside scoop from experts. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Odyssey.